Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good morning again and good morning to those online. Great that you can join us as well. And it's a great privilege to be with you. I've had the chance to introduce ourselves. It's great to be back in Leeds. Sue, my wife, was at uni in Leeds a few years ago and we were going out then. And so it was great to look around Leeds um, last night. Uh, completely changed. So much of Leeds has completely changed. We went out for a pizza. If anybody's been in Leeds for a long time, we, we used to go to a place called Harpo's Pizza. Does that, does that, oh, a few yeses. So we used to go to Harpo's Pizza. We found another very nice pizza place um, last night. But great to be with you and great to be back in this great city. And when I was speaking to Eve, we had the idea of thinking about our whole of our lives and ending with a commissioning element. If you're up for that, you can decide as we go along, commissioning you to wherever you will find yourselves, paid or unpaid, throughout the week. And our reading, if we can get it back on the screen from my PowerPoint, points to the Great Commission, where Jesus is with the disciples and he points them to things that your church and mine would all hold dear. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to, to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you to the very end of the age. So many important things, and things that your leaders here help point you to. I know that they do. We have the privilege of visiting all sorts of different churches most weekends at the moment. And can I just say that it's a tricky time to do this. It's a tricky time not to come and visit churches, but to be a church leader. And so if you have time, please do pray for and encourage your leaders here. They're not asking me to say this, by the way, but if you can give some visual... We all say that we'll pray for them, but if you can give yourself some visual prompt to do that. Like, it might be weird if they're the first photo on your mobile phone, but somewhere where you can remind yourself to do that. If you can treat their ideas with the same level of enthusiasm that you did when they were new here, that will encourage them. And if you can give them some allowance for the complexity of the role. Um, Sometimes as a church leader, you do things and uh, people don't understand why you did X, not Y, or why you didn't do Zed, and, and you can't say yet why you've made those decisions uh, for reasons of confidentiality and other things. To the, to the extent that you can give them some allowance for the complexity of the role, they will be blessed and you will be blessed. And I'm not saying that because my church didn't do that. My, we were blessed that our church did do that. And I say, as I say, they're not asking me to say that. But it's a complicated time. And I went into church leadership if I'm honest, not because I thought I would be able to do it well, but because I sat where you sat as a a teenager in church, and and I believed, but I was bored. I could take you to a church in South London where I grew up. They've taken out their pews now, as you have, but until they did, I could take you to some of the pews, and there are nail marks in the back of the pews, and they are my nail marks from trying to stay awake. And... I couldn't be okay with that because we have the message of hope. And if we make the message of hope irrelevant to people, then 
it's, it's, it's its own form of heresy, really, because the, the message that we have in Jesus is credible, interesting, and relevant. I want to show you a short video clip that introduces this theme of our everywhere, our whole life settings. It's just 90 seconds. Let's have a look at it. Every day, God sends us, his people, young, old, and everyone in between, out into his world, to the places we normally go, work and school, gym and shop, field and factory, to the people he's put us alongside to do good work that brings good to others, ministering love and grace, snuffing out injustice and speaking truth with kindness, sharing Jesus in word and deed, to see brows unfurrow, hearts soften, wounds heal, people set free. Home, school, work, a nation changed. Day by day. That's what LICC are trying to do. Home, school, work, a nation changed day by day, young and old, a whole variety of contexts, paid or unpaid wherever you find yourself. One way to visualize that is with this image of some dots. There are 100 dots on the screen there. That represents the population of the UK. The red dots represent the Christians. So that's six dots. And we can have this view of church, that we're in the corner, we're gathered, and we have some influence over those white dots around us, trying to encourage them to come to the things that we do. That's good, and that's important, but we can feel like we're having so little influence. But for most of the time, the reality is more like this. The same number of red dots, but out and about, scattered wherever we find ourselves, in, among our families, among our neighbours, in our workplaces, where we volunteer, making so many more contact with some other dots. So how would it be if when we gather, it's about equipping one another for when we scatter? Surely that's what it would be about. And then when we come back and gather, we come back with stories and illustrations that then help inform what we do again when we gather. One way to describe that, what I'm getting at, is with the word frontline. Now, I could be talking about workplace, and for some of you, immediately when you think of those scattered dots, you think of your workplace, but not all of us are in paid work here. Uh, some might be retired, some might be really wanting to work but can't for a whole variety of reasons. Some might be full-time at home for other reasons. And so a wider term to use is the term frontline. By frontline, we simply mean, where is it in your week that you spend most time, particularly thinking of time with people who don't yet share your faith? That's your frontline. So I don't necessarily mean anything military, and if you're thinking of military with frontline, that's not helpful. Some of you might be thinking frontline is the number one name for flea treatment for cats and dogs in the UK. <laughs> and that's not helpful either. And, and if you weren't thinking that, and now you are, I apologize. 
But if you can just think about where is it in your week, that's what we want to commission you to. How would it be if churches was, was so much about that, gathering one another for those places? What we're talking about here is not a new program, but something, so you wouldn't see it suddenly appear in St. George's or Holy Trinity Borlane's website, we're all about this and here's a section about it, so much as something that affects all that we do, an all-pervading view in, in everything. So when we're singing the beautiful song, Here I Am to Worship, Here I Am to Bow Down, where is here? Because if we're only picturing here, we're selling that song short. We should be picturing wherever we find ourselves on our front lines. And that being here I am to worship too. In our church in Chichester, we had a couple of building projects. We were blessed with a growing church. I take no credit for that. It's something that the Lord was doing with a brilliant team that we had. And when we finished our building project, I wanted to put this sign up on the church. This is, this is not it behind the stage. Now, older, wiser people than me pointed out that if people had come looking for the answers to life and the universe and with the great questions of faith and they come to our church and there's a sign behind them saying, this is not it, that might not be the most welcoming sign. And I accept that. So we never put that sign up. But that is something of our value, surely, that when we gather, it's important, but this is not it because of where we spend most of our time. And this is not it because God isn't finished with us yet. And globally, this is not it because we wait for Christ's return. And, and this is not it because we're one church among many in a city and we're brothers and sisters in Christ with them. But also this is not it because this is about there. This is about equipping one another for wherever we find ourselves. In a way, when we stand here and speak, any of us, what we're doing, I think, is like the half-time team talk. In any sport, you know, that's got a half-time, like football, rugby, hockey, take your pick. And, and when we gather, we're about resourcing, equipping, and giving ideas to get back out there in the game, surely. And those of us who have the privilege of standing here, we should be player managers. We should have our own front lines too. So for today, where is the half-time team talk in the Great Commission? In that passage that I say, as I say, contains so, so many things that your church and mine would hold dear. Well, Jesus is gathering the disciples. Let's have a look at the Great Commission again. And they're together. Some doubted, it says, but he didn't separate them off. They're still included. They're still following the others. And then he says, therefore go. And it's possible there that we picture people who go boldly to other nations. And you know, I benefit from that. My family are from Sri Lanka on my dad's side. I'm mixed race. And unless somebody had come from the Welsh Revival to the centre of Sri Lanka and then from the centre of Sri Lanka to the north of Sri Lanka, uh, my family wouldn't have become Christians. And it was a time of revival as a result in a village in the north of Sri Lanka. So I absolutely get that. That's needed in this verse, therefore go. But when you unpack the Greek words there, what it really says is, having gone, or as you go. Now that's subtly different, surely. It's not which of us is called to go, it's that we all go. I don't know you well, but I'm guessing none of you actually live here in this building. 
Some of you might feel like you do. But we all go somewhere. And when we go, having gone, as you go, then do the things that your church and mine hold dear. Therefore go. And then, tucked right at the end of this passage is, is a whole life message, I think. It's a commissioning for all of us that we might miss. This is one sentence in Greek. And Jesus is playing, I think, with the word all four times. And we miss two of them because of the way that we've translated it. Other, we've got some people from other nations with us. They may, your translation may have this better. I know the French does, for example. So Jesus uses the word all four times. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey all I have commanded you is the third all. And then it says, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I don't know about you, but when I think of the word always, I think Jesus is saying, I'm with you now, and then I'm going to be with you in eternity. But if I tell you that that's not one word in Greek, that word always, it's three words. And what Jesus actually says is, and surely I'm with you all the days. To me, that's subtly different. Like, I'm with you now, and I'm with you in eternity, and I'm with you in all the days in between, wherever you find yourself. He is with us there on our front lines. Good days, bad days, and a whole bunch of average days. If you're a church leader, nobody rings you to say they're having an average day, do they? You know, but maybe try it this week. Give Lizzie and Eve and Josh and the other leaders here a call. I'm sure they'd be really grateful for it. But the danger is that we can therefore equip people for the extremes, beautiful days and terrible days, and miss the fact that many of us are having average days. And he promises to be with us there too, in those contexts, in all of our days. If I take that on board, then I begin to be ready to be equipped for wherever I find myself. When I left university first time round, I went to work for a a department store group that at the time was doing well, called Debenhams, and I went to work for um, their Oxford Street store in central London, and I went to a good church, but my minister thought my issue as a Christian would be Sunday trading. That shows my age a bit. Um, It was part of the issue, but it wasn't my daily, every day, all the day's issues. My issues as a Christian working in that sort of environment was how do you do a good job with 500 other young adults, and I was a young adult, when the prevailing atmosphere is one of flirting? How do you work well in a big corporate organisation that wants so much of you, it's as though it wants your soul? How do you arrest somebody for theft and do so Christianly? How do you sack somebody when you have to and do so Christianly? When is it a good thing to help somebody to spend a bit more because the thing that they bought will last a bit longer and treat the people who made it a bit better? And when is it just greed? How do you help a colleague who's made a major mistake in her private life and now the whole of menswear know? These and other things were my daily issues. And I put it to you that all of our daily issues aren't so very different. 
And we have the opportunity here and at Holy Trinity Ball Lane to equip people with a half-time team talk for wherever they find themselves. I love the comedian Milton Jones. Uh, he talks about his Christian faith very often. He has um, said some great things about Christianity. He said Christianity is a bit like knitting. It's basically good, but it seems to be responsible for some pretty dodgy things at times. But he's also said this, holy, um, this is more serious, this point, holy means set apart. Not like a set of cutlery that only comes out on Sundays, more like a Swiss army knife. Remove a splinter, cut a rope, open a bottle, anywhere, anytime, whatever the boss needs. How about if we had that attitude to where we are finding ourselves on our front lines tomorrow? The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, was interviewed about his life in the oil industry before becoming a minister. And uh, he was interviewed by the author of the Alpha Course that you've mentioned, Nicky Gumbel, and he said this. So he's just, you know, he's preached the most watched sermon globally ever. Uh, he did a really good job, I think. But he would point to the fact that you are all ministers. I'm a minister, you're all ministers. Being in a world where almost no one, the vast majority of people, were not Christian believers, that's the oil industry, and the challenge of what being a Christian meant there in that world was hugely important to me and taught me to value the fact that everyone has a vocation. Everyone is called to be a Christian disciple wherever they are. It's not just those who get ordained. It's that, friends, that we want to commission you to this morning, that we're all ministers wherever we are. If we do that, we have the potential of changing this nation, I think. If we can reach enough people who get that message. If you want to stay connected with LICC, we try and equip people every week with uh, social media contacts, and you can sign up for mailings. Um, we're on LICC LTD on any of the social media that you might typically uh, pick. And I post things myself uh, occasionally um, as well, particularly on Twitter if that's your thing. The only joke that my dad ever made in his entire life was, wouldn't it be good if all of the names of my son rhymed? So I'm not only Ken Ben, I am Ken Len Ben, which thankfully wasn't taken on Twitter, so it doesn't need any numbers after that. But if you would like to stay connected, um, please do. When you get coffee, you can sign up for our mailings as well. Um, we'd love you to do that. But for today, could we consider being up for being his minister tomorrow? Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.